Thanks for joining me and taking the time out. Yes, sir. Good to meet you, SK. Thank you. Likewise. So just to get the, the details right and make sure I'm not missing anything, very recently you entered an art competition using an AI art generator and you miraculously ended up taking first place. Is that correct? That's accurate. Yep. What is your day job? Are you actually an artist by profession or is that just a hobby? What made you want to apply? I'm a game designer and art director for Incarnate Games Incorporated. I'm the president and CEO. I wear a lot of hats. I'm the owner of the company. We create board games, tabletop games, card games, dice games. So yeah, I have some experience with working with artists and creating art. And how did you first discover uh, Midjourney and how did you get put onto that scene of art generators in general? So the beginning of this year, I started seeing different artificial intelligence artwork crossing my social media and I was ignoring it. To be honest, I was skeptical at first. I have some eccentric beliefs and I felt maybe I just was going to ignore it for now. And then probably at the end of the first quarter of this year, I start seeing unbelievable imagery coming out of these different AI generators like Dolly 2, Midjourney, mm -hmm. Stable Diffusion. I was seeing stuff that I have never seen. I have never seen art like this. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I felt like I didn't feel good about it at first either. And I can empathize with the people who are uh, uncertain about this technology that feel uncomfortable about it or even shocked, scared, or angry about it. I, I mean, I, I understand where that's coming from. I felt some of that too at first, and my dad and I would talk about it, how, how wrong it was, <laughs> how it's going <laughs> to replace people and the, the art that they do. And as I started playing around with it myself, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a technology kind of guy, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. like, I have a computer science degree. I, I don't code really anymore, but I mean, this, this stuff still interests me. And so I started playing around with Night Cafe, Starry AI. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Wombo Dreams on the cell phone. I started doing images of the second coming of Christ. Wow. And I was shocked at some of the images that I was seeing. Unbelievable. So, I mean, then it starts like, yeah. wow, this is cool. Like, I want to see what Midjourney is like. I'm going to go on Midjourney, hopefully get an invite. This is when it was still on in beta. So someone on Twitter was kind enough to invite me to Midjourney. And so I got a, a big head start. And now I'm just like a kid in a candy store <laughs> and running Aren't all, all kinds of tests because there's a certain method to the madness. You can't just say, I want to see the most beautiful piece of art that anyone has ever created. And then, you know, like that, there it is. And you're winning competitions. <laughs> it's not, it's all in the prompt, huh? Yeah. There's, there's a finesse to it. It's not like talking to a person or telling a story. It is a little bit like when we discuss scenarios and scenes, like a director to a movie, you know, like in a movie script, they'll describe the scene. And I was taking some of those scenes right. and the way they were described and I was putting them in the prompts since it was explained so much better, so specifically 
that's when it really started to take shape and become more, more than what I was seeing before. I hope that makes sense. What made you want to enter the competition? Was it more of a, like a social experiment or did you just want to show off your work and you were excited about the outcome of the AI? I'm glad how you framed that question because it is part social experiment. That's not my single singular motivation though. I do want to share this work. I was thinking that way first, actually. This is part of a larger project. Space Opera Theater is still in development. It's going to be hopefully released by the end of the year. Fingers crossed. As I'm going along and I'm doing this and I'm just mesmerized and awestruck by what I was able to come up with after having done so much testing. Now I'm bringing out, you know, my full ideas onto the Discord Midjourney platform. And uh, I start realizing, you know, some of these are really good. I want, I want other people to, to experience this. I realize the state fair is coming up and maybe it'd be cool to enter this into the contest and just see how it goes. It'll at least further the debate. So really I'm just thinking if I do well and I can at least place, I can continue that debate, bring that debate out of discord and into the general public and so to speak just the larger be part of the larger conversation and wow i, I set out to make a statement with mid-journey and did i ever i had no idea you, it would you blow certainly up. did it was overwhelming a little bit at first but i think i've i think i've got the right attitude about this and the the i i'm here to help people understand look it's not as terrifying as as you think and the ethics of it shouldn't be pointed at, you shouldn't be pointing at the people who are choosing to use this tool as the method or outlet for their work. And also you shouldn't be demonizing the technology, I don't think either, that's the wrong attitude to have. I think the ethical question, because you know, you're all about disruptive technology and researching how this is gonna affect larger business and e-commerce as a whole. And yeah, it is, it is definitely disruptive technology. It's probably one of the purest forms of it and it's in the purest sense. But the ethics of where all of that lies is in the corporations and people, people with people. If you're going to want to replace people with machines to save a buck, that's on them. It's really not on me or on the technology itself or the artists. And that's the conversation we need to be having. So I'm glad we're doing that now. Do you consider yourself an artist in the traditional sense prior to the AI generator stuff? So I've drawn, I've used to do like anime, art, manga, and I was actually pretty good at it. But I've always been a very imaginative, creative person. And I have a huge appreciation for the arts and for the artists. When I formed Incarnate Games Incorporated, I made a, a point, and you can ask any of the artists I've contracted with in the past, I would make a point to spotlight them as an artist and put them at the front of the work and give them all the credit and uh, they retain the copyrights to the work, and I'm basically being given mm -hmm. a contractual license, un, you know, an unlimited license to use their work for our board games, etc., whatever it is. And um, I know I think I've kind of sidetracked off of the point of the question, but... It's all good. I'm, I'm just wondering, do you envision your company using Midjourney AI or similar AI generators going forward? to aid you in the design of these games or to produce some of the visuals? Well, we've already used it for ideation. 
There was a particular design element that Dylan Pierpont, the lead artist to this project that we're working on now, and I, we looked at some specific design elements that I created with Midjourney that we used to incorporate into the cover of our new title, which is still to be announced. So, I mean, we've already done that a little bit, but it is a lot of work. You might not get the result that you're looking for specifically, not yet anyway. The AI is still evolving. The technology is still advancing. Usually when you're a art director lead on a project, like there's a very specific outcome that you want to have, how things are mm -hmm. placed, the elements that are incorporated, the angles that are used, the lighting that is used, how it's going to be perceived from a distance and up close. I mean, there's just so many things that you have to consider that AI might actually not be able to, to do right off the bat. But it would be cool, I think, if someone chose to use all AI-generated works to create a product. I'm not against that. If that's what you choose, if that's your outlet, go for it. I think I read something by you, maybe it was an interview you did. I thought one of the most maybe underappreciated points were that you mentioned you finessed a certain recipe or a prompt almost for prompt making that you were going to share later on. Can you talk a little bit about that and right. what you meant by it? Yeah. So Space Opera Theater has a core, like a core foundational string that's the main prompt that hasn't changed since I started. So I decided, okay, this is going to be the base, the foundation, and that's not going to change. But after you get past that, there's you know, other things like the composition, the aspect ratio, the lighting, post-processing, uh, a lot of different little elements like that that I would focus, that I would change as I generated different iterations. And yeah, it takes a lot of time. And I haven't published the prompt yet, but as I mentioned, this is part of a larger body of work. And when it's complete, I'll publish the prompt, maybe a few of the prompts. There's more, you know, there's a lot of them. But the core never changed. And I've already noticed on Midjourney since this started, since this came about, people are contacting me and saying, hey, look, you know, I tried to make what you were doing. This is what I came up with. And I'm like, oh, cool, dude, that looks great. You know, and <laughs> other people are creating similar things. And I've never seen a woman in a Victorian dress wearing a space helmet. This was the first imagery that I imagined when I came up with Space Opera Theater that, you know, and now there's a lot of them. <laughs> I've never seen that mm -hmm. before. And now people are recreating that. Uh, but yeah, I'll publish the prompt once the project is completed. Is that the, the painting behind you, by the way, looks awesome. Right. This is, is that a series? This is part of the series. This is one of the one of the pieces that I entered into the art contest. I printed two of these. So I had two small pieces like this and a larger piece that I entered into the competition and I kept this small one. Looks awesome. How was the contest judged? Was it a panel of judges? Did you reveal to them after the fact that the painting was in fact generated by an AI or did you reveal that online at a later date? So when I, when I enrolled to the competition, I clearly stated that, cause there's a, a place for you to put in the description details mm -hmm. about the medium. And I clearly stated that this art was created by Jason, Jason M. Allen via Midjourney. Then when I actually submitted the art pieces, printed, you know, I printed them out, wired them up, took them to the fine art center, uh, gallery in, at the state fair 
And when I physically brought them to them, the lady asked me how it was that I created it. And she said, did you use your computer? I said, yeah, these were made by my computer using a tool called Midjourney. And she said, okay, well then that means it needs to be in the digital art category. Cause this is the first time I've ever entered in an art contest. I didn't, I was no, there's categories, right? Well, the category was digital art slash digital photography. So I was like, well, it's not a photograph. Anyway, they, they, they cleared it all up, said the best category is digital art because of the method and the medium that you used. So I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever you say, that's how we do it. And that's what they did. And the judges, it was two judges, I think that, um, they said that they were immediately drawn to my piece, that it had a full story to tell. And now that it's gotten so much media attention, they, they admittedly, they said they didn't know that Midjourney was artificial intelligent generated artwork. It's really not my place to tell a judge of sure. art what their job is. It's not my place to explain the art world to someone whose job it is to judge art, mm -hmm. you know? So anyway, that aside, they said even if they knew that it was artificial intelligence that generated it or that was used to generate it, they still would have awarded me with first place. So what was your reaction? I knew, I knew that it was good. I knew that it was very good, but I didn't know what to expect. Honestly, everyone wants to win. Everyone hopes that, you know, sure. they're going to place and be the one. I feel like some people out there expect, think that I should have expected to win. Like, because you were using AI, it's like going into a marathon and crossing the finish line in a Lamborghini. And I'm like, oh, well, earlier this year, all of you were saying that AI would never be able to do what you do. So which is it? So the AI is never going to be able to create art as good as you or even be in the same realm as a creative in, until, you know, far into the future. They deny it and deny it and then turn around, fast forward to a couple weeks later, I'm winning in a contest and they're like, Hey, he's driving a Lamborghini in a foot race. It's like, nah, that doesn't work with me, man. You guys were convinced this couldn't happen. And now it's staring you in the face. So shock, anger, scared, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the backlash. I'm just trying, I'm here to say it's not, it's not here to replace you. That's not the point. Take a page out of Peter Moorbacher's book. This is what I'm saying. Even Dylan Pierpont sort of, stated some of this too. It's a tool. You can use it to incorporate it into your own work. You know, early adopters, they're the ones that usually tend to go forward and make something out of new technologies all the time. And we see this happen over and over again with art movements as even as far back as the impressionists or the symbolists, uh, all kinds of different art movements, even the camera portrait artists were afraid that their jobs were going to be replaced by cameras and we're saying the same argument that this guy doesn't have to do anything. He's just standing there and pushing a button. It's really similar to what people are saying about, well, the negative people are saying about this right now that I didn't have to do anything. Oh, I just, you know, typed a few through some word salad into a prompt and hit enter and won a contest. It's not that. Mm -hmm. How about you just try it out? And that's another thing. Uh, I see the, the best prompt crafters are already established artists. They know the language. They know what to say. They're artistic. They're probably more artistic than me and they can create unbelievable work. 
you just got to give it a chance, embrace it so we can, you know, adjust to this new disruptive technology and move forward. I mean, I definitely see the criticism and the, the reason people are upset. Uh, I don't think it's so much that an AI tool is used to, to win. I think it's more so the perception that the level of input compared to the level of output is almost disproportionate. Whereas in Photoshop, I might spend five to six hours crafting a, a composition um, and you might achieve something comparable to that with let's say three minutes of, of tweaking sentences. And mm -hmm. at that point, the art competition is no longer measuring the dimension of skill set which it's intended for, which is maybe the craftsmanship of the human eye to, to, to play with colors and compositions. And all of a sudden now it's almost selecting for an entirely different maybe linguistic dimension. Maybe. Well, I brought that argument up too, where are we, are we judging based off of the level of effort or are we judging based off of whether or not it's aesthetically pleasing? Is it, are we looking at it as art or are we looking at, at it as how long did it take you to make this? Hmm. I, I feel like, yeah. isn't that the purpose of technology is to make our lives easier, to reduce the time that it takes to complete a complicated task? I mean, if you look at a computer, the basic function of it is to take tasks that we don't like to do and make them it's easier automated. so we yeah. can get things done faster. And that's now that we're doing that with art, it's like, oh, my God, everyone's losing their minds. Uh, <laughs> we'll just slow down. Slow down, look at it for what it is, appreciate the technology for what it is. Also, appreciate the process of what we have accomplished in the sense of art. Isn't that one of art's purposes too? Is to shock people into shaking them up and realizing, oh, this is a new movement. Here we are, Absolutely. this is happening now. It's, and that's what I say, you know, artists, once they get past the shock of it, Perhaps they'll be able to uh, get past it and be willing to adjust because, yeah, that's the pur purpose of technology to make things better. So going forward with art competitions, I was thinking, well, OK, maybe we just have a separate category for AI arts and eliminate the controversy. But then I started thinking, well, how do you prove that a painting was generated without any AI? Right. That gets into a very tricky territory as well. Yeah, I don't want to be crass, but I mean, there is there is credence to some of this that people are saying, and I don't think it's in the sense that they're wanting it to be. Where I'm coming from is it almost, it almost, it's almost like the accessibility of this is what they're against, I think, that anyone can use it. Anyone can do Gatekeeping, it. essentially. Right. Yeah. So does that mean that there's no such thing as an honest artist anymore? Because mm -hmm. there's no way, I mean, if there's a, the potential that you could be using AI, let's say, you're you're having artists block uh well i know i kind of want a scene that's like this and it has these figures in it and this is the setting time of day i just don't know what how i don't know where i want the building to be and i, I can't figure out the composition well i'll just come over here use ai type get it, some ideas you know, go through a few iterations oh this is it this is perfect this is the composition i'm looking for print that come over here now I'm just going to recreate this like totally organically, right? I'm just going to, this is a reference. I'm going to make the piece, whether that's painting over it or completely from scratch, you know, so they, they, they make the piece entirely, you know, paintbrush to canvas and they put that into a competition. It was that AI work. 
Yeah, and, I mean, it's really philosophical. That's the extreme side of it. Here, a more realistic example would be, okay, I generated an AR, AI art piece and I did a paint over and maybe a little bit of photo bashing, but the, the essence of the piece was still generated using the AI art tool based off of my prompt. And then I cleaned it up a bit. I made these different elements stand out more. Maybe I put something in there. And clearly my art is in there with it too. Is that AI art? Or is AI art yeah. just, I type it in, hit enter, hands off. That's a form of art, what we're talking about. Like, okay, so how hard is it to make AI art and not edit it at all? It's nearly impossible. So the people that are coming out with really great pieces that don't even have to be touched, that are perfect the way they are, like sell it, that's it. Wow, I mean, that is a work of art. You created something without even having to use your hands. I mean, I don't wanna be, I, I don't wanna be cantankerous about it. I know it's a serious issue, but I mean, we just need to look at it for what it is and stop, you know, throwing people under the bus. Yeah, yeah, I, I come from that background. I have a degree in art growing up. It was from graphic design, digital art, painting, the whole nine. and. To me, these tools are just about accessibility. It just broadens the category of who we get to call an artist, really. So I, I hate to see the gatekeeping aspect of it, where people who are threatened because they've invested decades honing a certain skill, all of a sudden are matched by somebody who obviously has not put in that much uh, reps in, which to me is a great thing. It, it's a net positive for society, for everybody to be able to create and, and manifest their dreams. When I think how many people have super interesting paintings trapped inside of their minds that they can never get out, right? AI generators, enable people to manifest them into the world. Yeah. How do you see AI art generators disrupting the gaming industry in the next five years? We have Midjourney, we have Stable Diffusion, which is extraordinarily impressive, uh, partially because it, it can run locally in your machine and generate things in seconds as opposed to minutes. Um, video is presumably around the corner in animation. Yeah, I envision that a, a, a time where, you know, the, the game Dreams, Sony Dreams, where you can create your own games by media molecule yeah, yeah i know that game molecule we might we might start seeing something like that at first as the technology starts getting much more powerful where you're using it to create your own uh your own games using ai generated ideation or assets or whatever but eventually we'll get past that growing phase into gaming to where we are full-on Neuralink imagining uh, the game scenario unfolding before our waking eyes. It's gonna be the most addicting drug ever created of all time, where people are just like in the movie Inception, where the dream has replaced their reality. And I mean, if you're, if you're, if you want that, go. I mean, if that makes you happy, if that's how you wanna live your life, in a virtual place without people and no social, physical, social interaction, then that's, that's your choice. I see it going there. I mean, it's, we're going into the minority port inception <laughs> matrix future, and it's gonna be different than how we're imagining now. But uh, yeah, I can, I just envision imagining something and it literally being like a, a feedback loop where I'm imagining something and then my perception creates a reaction to that. And then I create something new and it's just going to be until where our mind ex melts in our crane cranium and 
Who knows? Dude? I mean, it could be crazy. It could be crazy. It's really interesting you say that because I had a very similar concept of using um, those brain uh, reading devices, not quite like Neuralink, the ones you can strap on for like 150 bucks to couple those with VR and then procedurally generate worlds like, uh, what's that game? No Man's no Sky. Man's Sky. So you can just kind of, based on your neural activity, generate your own worlds and explore them and they're kind of feedback loops of, of your own thoughts, essentially, as, as the seeds to those worlds. Yeah, we're going, we're going to that. I mean, mm. anything that we imagine, we, we go to it. We, we're, you know, so we're right. heading there. And if Neuralink is what Elon Musk is saying that it is, then yeah, AI has the potential to be the most disruptive technology of all time. I was thinking about this before I got mm. on the uh, show with you, that maybe this is critical disruption. Maybe it's a new level of disruption, like a critical mass of disruption, like the singularity. It'll just replace entertainment, movies, video games, art, our jobs. If we let it, if we let it do that, that's our fault. Like <laughs> we're doing this to ourselves. Uh, it's not my fault that I just, I'm the messenger, right. right? I'm bringing this up. Look, hey, huh, hey, we need to talk about this. Are we going to just let AI steamroll all of us into, into non-existence, the post-human industrial era? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what we want. I, I created a, a Twitter account based off GPT-3 that generates these wisdoms. It's called uh, Wisdom by GPT-3. And one of my favorite quotes was, AI will create jobs if it succeeds and destroy jobs if it fails. That I think is very <laughs> fitting to end this conversation. That's good. I, I love that. That's very good. Say it again. Say it again. AI will create jobs if it succeeds and destroy jobs if it fails. I think AI thinks pretty highly of itself. <laughs> Sounds like that's the case. <laughs> no, that's good though, man. It was <laughs> awesome to talk to you. SK, yeah, very cool. I like your new setup and uh, I checked out your YouTube channel. Keep, keep up the good work, man. It's awesome to be in here and talk Thanks. to you today. Thanks. Really appreciate it. And I love the way that this conversation has unfolded. I think I see you as a catalyst to a conversation that's, that's very much needed, um, awesome. especially in the art world. Best of luck with everything. And thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Yes, sir. I will look for you on YouTube. Thank you again. Yeah.